You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Welcome to Truth and Logic, the weekly talk show that uses logic to explain the truth. Here's Deron Montgomery, David Cross, and Michelle Daniels. Good afternoon. You're listening to Talks on Radio. This is Truth and Logic with Deron, David, and Michelle. I am Deron. It's David. And Michelle's not with us today, but she will be back next week, family. It's 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Depending on where you are, you can adjust that time accordingly. We'd like to thank you for listening and welcome you once again to our weekly open forum discussion of current events and social issues. As always, we are live, family, and the phone lines are open. We can be reached at 888-GO-FOR-IT. That's 888-463-6748. Before we get it started, as always, the thoughts and views expressed (laughs) on truth and logic are those of its hosts and do not reflect the thoughts and views of Talk Zone Radio, Syndication LLC, Networks LLC, or any of its subsidiaries and or affiliates. Having said that, today what we are going to do is we're going to jump into the third of the forbidden topics, uh, which is religion. So, having said that, David, why don't you kick it off and tell us what's on your mind? Well, first off, um, if anybody that's watching us live, you see Deron is ready for this Batman show, Batman <laughs> versus Superman. Y'all don't know me. Uh, Y'all don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like we said, it's the third of the forbidden topics, you know, and like, you know, we the unpolitically correct show. So, religion is one that... Man, you you just you got a bunch of different religions out here. Um, wars are are falling over two things: that's money and religion. Two things that you have. Every war was based off money or religion. Money slash power. Well, yeah, but if you got money, you got power. Do you? Name one. Ah, Name one poor person that have power. <laughs> okay, all right. So, but, but do all people with money have power? No, not all people got, well, you know, they yeah. got some type of power. Yeah, okay. Because uh, if you got money, look, look at Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean. No, let's not look at Donald Trump. Uh, man got money, and he's showing his power. This, dig that. Now, if Donald Trump was was broke doing the same thing, wouldn't nobody look at him. Yeah, right. True. So, um, but but with religion, see, we got a lot of these fake prophets out here, fake pastors. Um the one you got klepto dollar. Wow. You know, this man need a five million dollar jet to get around. But you got people that can't afford to pay their 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 slight bill. Mm-hmm. They gas bill, that's struggling. But you want people to donate money for you to buy this jet. Okay. Uh, last time I looked, the Pope ain't riding in no five million dollar jet. He might be a little more famous than Klepto. Well, and don't know if you know this, the the um, black female pastor, the one with her breast out, and she say um she giving the scripture straight from the stripper pole. Yeah, I'm not familiar with her. Yeah. Okay. I want to say she's in North Carolina. Wow. And so you saying we got to do a show from North Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> and uh. <laughs> I've I've seen this a while back, and it's her and her husband. Okay. And she says she's doing a show straight from the stripper pole, and I mean, not only do you see the areola, you actually see nipple. What? Yes. 
And she's given the. I, I've watched it, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I can't tell you what she talked about. I'm gonna have the, to look this up. I'm like, for real. Uh, I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> I gotta look this uh, in research. This for research purposes only. They go a picture of her and her husband right there, and that's how she. That's how she do her sermons from the from the kitchen table. She do it from the kitchen table. Um, supposedly, I was trying to find out. They they say she has a church and she has a lot of men followers. Okay. Well, the reason you got a lot of men followers is because you showing just about everything. Hello. So oh. you you being a pastor, what does your breast have to do with you giving the word? Because mm. you have followers, you looking for DNA. <laughs> <laughs> you got a husband, so you get the D. Right. Now right. you look for this attention. Okay. Which everybody is was giving her attention because she. I, I'm surprised you never heard of him. Cause I, man, I, I, I'm, I'm sleeping on that, but I'm about to wake up though. When I, uh, when I first heard the story, it was circulating. It was about maybe a year or two ago. And I mean, it circulated hard, but everybody, like I said, everybody that I know that have seen the story can't tell you a word she was said other than in the beginning when she said she'd give the, the scripture straight from the stripper pole. Mm. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, let me, let me go ahead and jump in on this a little bit, man. I mean, anybody who's listened to the show any amount of time knows that uh, my mother calls in that she's uh, that she is a pastor. Uh, so the, you you pretty much know how I grew up, how I was raised, or what have you. So I'm just gonna say this: the Bible speaks against it, it talks about coming against and speaking against His anointing. All right. Uh, having said that. Um, my problem, okay, well, first of all, let's, let's say this. Do you know behind salvation what is the second most talked about thing in the Bible? Money? No, 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 no. Money. Yeah, money, money, money. Yeah. Money. So I don't have a problem when ministers talk about money. My problem comes in when that's all you talk about. Right. When that's all you talk about. Now, I don't know Creflo Dollar. I, I, I've never met the man, never talked to the man. Uh, Will, will, I, I will, um, I don't know that, that he doesn't have an anointing. I'll put it like that. I don't know that. I don't, I, I have no idea. But, I, it, it's possible for you to, um, bastardize your anointing, if you will. Okay. Right. Because that, I mean, yeah, for you to ask people to pay for a five million dollar jet for you, that's a little, that's a little ridiculous. That's a little stupid. Um, especially when they put it out that you make something like 60 mil a year, you could pay for this <laughs> yourself. You don't need no donations, brother. I mean, you know, so I'm not really sure exactly where that came from. Um, so I don't have like a lot of people talk about ministers and they, and, and they say, well, you know, he, he driving a, a Mercedes or a Cadillac or whatever. Okay. On the flip side of that, <clears throat> I'm not going, okay, if you're telling me about the goodness of God and how good he is, this, that, and other, but you, you look broke, homeless, and, and, and destitute, I'm probably not going to be listening to you. I don't want to follow nobody like that. I don't want to, I don't, you know, if, 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 if so, I mean, it's, it's like a catch 22 with these guys. You, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I think some of them go a little bit overboard, but I also think that a large problem with the ministers is not the ministers. It's the people who follow them because they put them on these pedestals as if they're more than men. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because 
people don't go to church to go to church. They go to church because, oh, T.D. Jake's going to be there. Oh, Creflo Dollar going to be there. So and so. I mean, because how many times have you been to a, a black church? Let's just say a black church. And you and they say, oh, it was good. It, it was a good sermon. He said, oh, man, what what they talk about? I don't know. But the, but the spirit move. Hold on a second. <laughs> it was good, but you don't know what was talked about. Got a problem with that? Yeah, they're because, talking about sexual chocolate <laughs> because they're they they people people seem to be more caught up in the show of the church mm-hmm. than what the church is. And 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 okay, I had one one time a person. I mean, it was something going on at a church, and I won't say what it was because um yeah, everything don't need to be talked about, whatever. But um, and there was a a certain part of the program where they said, well, we're gonna need to take this out and go somewhere else and do it. And I was like, why? Mm-hmm. And they said, well, brother, because we in the church. And I was like, well, is the church this building or is the church you? I believe the body is a temple. Because when, when Jesus talked about the church, breaking it down and building it back up, he was talking about the body. Right. You know, he called Peter the rock. He didn't call a building the rock. He called Peter the rock. So, I mean, um, I think, I think for a large part people got it messed messed up as far as what the church stands for what the church is and um i mean if you allow yourself to be be blindly led by a man or a woman then something's wrong with you because i mean the bible tells you very very clearly to study to show yourself approved it don't say well you know listen to what this man or woman tell you and just go with that right roll with that and i think a lot of people do that um my, my wife went to um she was telling me about a church she was at. Her aunt had on um, pants. Mm-hmm. And I guess the pastor pretty much made them sit in the back because that, they didn't believe in, in women wearing pants. I mean, yeah, that that's um that that's another thing I have a problem with because number one, that whole that that whole part of the Bible, they talk about <laughs> women basically acting like men. That don't have anything to do with that. Look, back then Everybody wore robes. Everybody look, had on something that looked like a dress. Everybody, right. men right. and women. So where did they get this? Well, you can't wear pants in the church. That's, that's, that's propaganda. That's rhetoric that man instilled. That don't have nothing to do with the Bible. What they were talking about were women acting like men, right. which, is, which, which, which sim- symbolizes and, and speaks to homosexuality, Let, lesbianism. Right. You know what I'm saying? It don't have nothing to do with dress because everybody had on the robe. Everybody had on a dress. But see, like like one of the problems I have is, um, you know, they say come as you are. And if, if a female coming in like a Jezebel or a man coming in like a thug, whatever the case may be, if you make this person feel uncomfortable, because they're coming in for a reason. Whether it's a good reason or a bad reason, maybe you could touch this person, save a soul, whatever you think. But if you make this person feel uncomfortable and... Do you really think this person is going to come back? Because mm-hmm. if you give this person the word, maybe eventually they will evolve into what you feel like a church goer should wear. And they won't come in looking like a Jezebel. Okay. Uh, my, it looks like Pastor Quinn is calling in earlier than, than normal. <laughs> uh, hold on one second. Pastor Quinn, you with us? I am here. Hey, how you doing? How'd I do so far? 
Oh, this is good. <laughs> How you doing? I do so far. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm all right so far. I'm, I'm not in the doghouse. I'm, okay. I'm not in the doghouse, am I? No, you're not. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, we, a lot of people, are unfortunately, are prostituting the the ways of the church for lucrative gain. Okay. And uh, I want to explain about Jezebel. Jezebel really is not a person; it's a spirit. Right. Okay. They they relegated it to a woman, but it really isn't. Jezebel is a spirit of manipulation and control. Okay. Now, when we talk about come as you are, you cannot turn a person away if they used to be a gangbanger, a drug dealer, a street walker, whatever, because of the clothes that they wear, because that may be all that they have. Exactly. Right. But once you get them in and feed them, it's like, it's like teaching a man to fish. You can teach him, you can give him the fish, but if you teach him how to fish, he'll be able to eat for the rest of his life. Right. But when you get a newbie, a new convert in a church, you can't turn them away because of what they have on because that may be all they have. But once they come in and the love of God is really shown and they're being taught the way of the church world, then they will begin to change their dress. Their attitude. They don't have to dress to the nine, dress the black tie and all that stuff. But that's the way a lot of, a lot of us were raised. You couldn't wear pants in the church. Well, God wants your soul, not your clothes. Um, the same thing with people who are going around. There are some people you can't call and ask them to come speak at your church. They won't leave home for under $5,000, and that's just to leave their house. Well, then you can stay home right? because it is not that serious. So the work of the kingdom is supposed to be about the outcome, not the income. Right. I have gone to a lot of places and spoke and didn't get a dime. But the outcome of the message is what paid me. When people said, I needed to hear that, that made a difference in my life. When I, when I go someplace and haven't seen somebody in a long time, and they grab me and hug me and even come break, break into tears because they say that what I did for them years ago made such a difference in their life, I have no, uh, I have no clue how much it made a, a difference in their life. That's a payment to me. Right, right. You know, and uh, and all these people that say, oh, well, I'm not, we go to conferences, we have retreats. Oh, well, I'm not going to hear that person because I don't know who that is. But that's the person that God is probably going to use to minister to you what you're going through right now. But because they don't have a name that's up in light mm-hmm. or it's on television, then you can't hear what they have to say? I think not. These preachers that don't allow women in the pulpit, and I have been, even recently, in churches where I have to stand down on the floor at a podium because I can't approach, I can't walk up into the pulpit because of tradition and religion. A lot of people have not been delivered from that. Right. But right. it's not going to stop me from delivering the message that God gave me. I don't care where I stand. I can stand outside the door and evangelize. I evangelize in the bathroom. <laughs> Whenever he put it in my mouth, it's going to come out. Right. So, you know, a lot of people get hung up over, oh, well, you don't, you shouldn't go over there because they don't, 
they don't accept women. I had somebody ask me, um, did they receive me? Uh, we were in St. Louis at, at my husband's cousin's home going service this past weekend. And uh, somebody asked me, well, did they receive you? Did they offer you? Did they uh, invite you to the pulpit? I wasn't even worried about that. There was no one in the pulpit. There were some other pastors there that were men that wasn't in the pulpit. It, didn't, it doesn't bother me because when I come to a place, I don't come to be seen. I know a lot of people that walk in the door of a church, and they want people to make over them so that so that there's a commotion in the back. Everybody wants to turn around and see who's coming in. Right. I can sit in the back. I, you don't have to call me to the front. You don't have to call me to the pulpit. God didn't call me to a pulpit ministry necessarily. I was uh, I was called to a ministry to meet people where they are. So when people see me in jogging suits or sweatpants or sweatshirt or whatever, and they want to be like, I thought you was a minister. Wearing certain garments or sitting on the front row or up in the pulpit does not anymore make me a minister or a pastor than sitting in the garage makes me a car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you so, know, Pastor Quinn, I, um, I remember a few years back, um, one, a good friend of mine, uh, we had to bury his um, daughter and you know, it was already tough seeing a casket that small. Cause she was, I don't even think she made it to a year. And the pastor got up and he gave his sermon, um, younger guy, full of energy. And I'm like, okay, this guy's, he's real good. But what turned me away from him is when he started bashing other pastors, other religions. And I, I spoke with him afterwards and he was asking, um, how do you, how did you like the sermon? I told him the sermon was good, but you turned me off when you started bashing wow. other people. Mm-hmm. And how many other people felt that way? <clears throat> you know what? I spoke to my brother and um, a good friend of mine, and they was they were saying, yeah, you know, we, we might be able to um, go to his church. And I just said I would never go to his church because you you sitting up here, you're bashing somebody else. And I'm, I'm not going to say I'm, I, I read the Bible like I'm supposed to, but I do know in the Bible it says he who was without sin should cast the first stone. So. Right. You being a pastor and you cast a stone at other religions and other pastors, are you saying you without sin? Right. And see, my, uh, when you have to base your sermon off of the back of somebody else uh, by by using or tearing down somebody else, that's really not a sermon. That's a personal opinion that you use them to bring across the pulpit uh, as an excuse of a sermon. And see, the, the, the message is supposed to come out of the Bible and be ex- ex- exegeted or expounded upon according to biblical principles. Mm-hmm. Right. If I do a message on leadership, I'm not tearing down individual people. I'm telling you the things that need to be done as a leader. Leaders are supposed to do this, this, and this for their people. Leaders are supposed to do this. They're supposed to be an example. I can't lead you if I'm not training you to be a leader because I'm supposed to I'm supposed to clone myself, so to speak, in the leadership of the church. And that's the problem with the church now. It's too much competition and jealousy going on in the church. Uh, my anointing is better than yours. Uh, I can preach better than you. 
uh, I can lay hands on people, and uh, instead of laying hands on people, you actually knocking them out because if the, if the spirit of God is really moving, I can stand in front of you, and and if the power of God is that strong, I don't have to touch you. You'll fall out just because. Right. Hmm. But you know, it's it, it's not about a competition. The Bible says, "He that winneth souls is wise." If I'm competing with you, I'm not. I'm not concerned about the souls of God's people. I'm competing, trying to see if I can be better than you. I'm trying to see uh, what what am I going to do next? What what strategy or what game am I going to play next to try to bring people to come to my church? Mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to have a revival. The, the theme is use me for your glory. Lord. It's revive us for your glory. If God's not getting the glory out of what you're doing, then it's all for naught. Right. Because I'm not trying to impress you. I want to please God, right. but I want my light, I want my message to draw you. The, the scripture in Matthew says that, let your light so shine before men that it may glorify the Father which is in heaven. So if what I'm doing is not bringing glory to him, I need to go someplace and sit down and, uh, and study some more. Right, right. But too many people are caught up in the glitz and glamour of all of these mega churches. But see, you, <laughs> all of these all these mega churches, people trying to uh, people trying to get mega churches. You don't even have a mega mindset. You don't have the mindset to deal with or to be a good steward over what God has already given you. So, how you think He's going to bless you with more? when you're not showing him that you're faithful over what he's already given you. I have people to ask me, I, I, I belong, my, my church is 75th and Luella for those who are familiar with the city. And it's literally quote unquote, a storefront. Yeah. Deron can tell you. Yeah. yeah. You walk in the door, boom, there you are. Right there. Everything. People like one stop shop. <laughs> people are like, are you sure God called you over here? This church is so small. You came from I mean, the church I was at wasn't it was big, but it wasn't that big. Right. But the Bible tells us to despise my small beginning. First of all, I didn't call myself to nowhere. I went where God sent me. Right. And if this is where God sent me, He sent me there for a reason. My my job, my assignment is to find out what He wanted me to do. At that local body, when I'm while I'm there, until until it tells me to go elsewhere. Right. But it has nothing to do with the size of the church. It's where is your heart? It's what is your mindset? It's what is your assignment? And are you walking in the path and following what God has called you to do? And how well are you going to do on your assignment? I plan to pass every assignment that He gives me. I know that's right. So, it, you know, it has nothing to do with the people. And sometimes on Sunday morning, we have five people in church. But you know what? We have some of the best services. We have some praise and worship out of this world. And the message go forth and the people get blessed. And that's what it's all about. Ain't it, though? You got a minute or do you need to go? I got a minute. Got no, a minute? I, okay, I'm check. Out. Okay, mm-hmm. so check this out. This is like, because we didn't sail right through the first break for those of you all listening <laughs> live who ain't figured it out. And uh, but here, here we go. So you get a lot of people that get hung up with religion and color, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they want to go 
to the whole, um, well, that's the white man's religion and all this. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm not going to base my eternity on what if. Right. Okay. Um, the what if part of it is, okay, if I choose to live this life and to follow what the Bible talks about and get, we get to the end and there's nothing, I haven't lost anything. I haven't lost nothing. It is what it is. But if I get to the end and there's something to answer for and I have, I've chosen not to you're because it's the white man's religion, true. man, well, you know, I'm going to have a whole eternity to think about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to have a whole eternity to think about you know, that. It was, guy, it was a guy that was in the Navy. Oh, he, he pretty much said the same thing you said. Cause we had an atheist and this guy, I think he was Catholic. And he was like, you praying to this God, there's no God. And he pretty much said the same thing. He said, you know what? Here's the, the problem. If you're right and at the end of the day, there's nothing. I didn't lose anything. I didn't lose nothing. But if I'm right, you lose everything. You lose everything. Yeah. So like, like you know, for for people who want to get into that whole black and white uh, <clears throat> aspect of it, I simply I simply say this: <clears throat> every landmark in the Bible is situated on the African continent. If the Bible was so whitewashed, you think they wouldn't have took that out? Yeah. Right. There are but more the description of Jesus. Right. Well, you have the description of Jesus, but there were a couple other descriptions and I didn't write them yeah. down. Shame on me. I think it was Ruth. One of the women uh-huh. that they described in the Bible, basically from the description, she was black as hell. You know, that's right. Right. So it's like, you know, there are multiple descriptions of multiple people that that are black. Now you say, well, then they say, well, King James wrote the Bible. Well, first of all, let's be clear. King James did not write the Bible. King James authorized the transcription of the scrolls into what we now call the Bible. Right. Okay. Right. He used the the top poets of that day. And at that time, the top poet, there was no one better than him, was Shakespeare. Shakespeare is given credit with writing, uh, with transcribing over 60% of the Bible. Now, we've already determined and we've already talked about that Shakespeare was basically what was the equivalent of a functioning illiterate in today's society, he had like a third grade education or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's already <clears throat> talked about that there was a woman uh, by the name of Amelia Bassano who was given credit with writing most, if not all of his plays, short, uh, short stories and poems. So where did the black where did the black, um, I mean, for, for, for those who, people who say that it's the white man's religion, you had a black woman transcribing the Bible for Shakespeare because, and I say, and there's no proof that she did it, but I will simply say this. If she did, if, if he went to her for his plays, why would he then not go to her? If the, once the king asked him to do this, why would he then not go to her and say, look, I need you to do this too? Right. Exactly. Okay. So. You you have her transcribing the Bible and proof positive that it was whoever Shakespeare had write it. So whether it was Shakespeare or Amelia, if you ever look at the story of David and Bathsheba, when he mm-hmm. when he committed adultery with Bathsheba and sent her husband off to water to get killed. And then the prophet came and told David that his house would be cursed. That's the same story almost verbatim of Oedipus Rex. If you've ever read it, if you've Mm. ever read it, that is the same story. 
So now, okay, but then you took a little bunny trail. But again, to say that you don't have a white man's religion. Now, what you have is that the white people use the Bible to control the slaves back in the day. Yes, they did. That was on us mm-hmm. because we, 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 though we couldn't read and those of us who could read did not study to show yourself approved. And once we did, uh, become able to read, once we did become educated, we never steered away from that. Right. So what you have is a lot of people who are teaching you from what, what, what they've been taught and they're not taking it any further. Right. I mean, because I was always taught, you know, someone gives you, I mean, people say, what do people always say about money? When they want to talk about preachers talking about money, they always say, well, money's the root of all evil. Money is not the root of all evil. It says that the love of money, love money. is the root because of all evil. Because the Bible also tells, says that money answers all things. You know, it, that is an exchange for exactly. and product. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of people get that twisted. So, I mean, you know, a lot of people are taking what people say and aren't and aren't taking it any further. I mean, because the Bible tells us about basically natural selection, about how the different races came about. Just look at the story of the Tower of Babel. Mm. They were trying to build a tower to get to go up and see God. And God said, yeah, we ain't going to do that one. We ain't doing that. So well, I'm going to confuse your tongues and I'm going to send you all out to the four corners of the earth, which is one reason why people thought that the earth was flat, because in the Bible, it was described as the four corners. Right. All right. But with that, we sailed through one break, family. We're not going to sail through two. Uh, we're going to go pay a couple bills and we'll be right back at you. It's truth and logic, y'all. Are you in need of quality audio engineering at a price that you can afford? Well, look no further than 8 Shots Music, where we bring the studio to you. Whether you're a voiceover talent, singer, rapper, or whether you're recording audio for audiobooks, we bring everything you need straight to you. Check us out today at www.8shotsmusic.com or call us at 773-948-9296. 8 Shots Music, your music anywhere. Do you like originality? Do you like affordability? Then you'll love the Lost and Found Boutique. Original urban gear at an affordable price. The Lost and Found Boutique. Like them on Facebook. Or check them out online at the Lost and Found Boutique at BigCartel.com. That is www.thelostandfoundboutique.bigcartel.com. The Lost and Found Boutique. Dare to be different and discover what you've been missing. Lost and Found. Back to David, Duran, and Michelle for more Truth and Logic. We're fighters for truth, justice, and the American way. And we're coming right back at you, family. As always, it was once said by Gil Scott Heron that uh, the revolution wouldn't be televised. But you know what? This damn show going to be talked about. The question is, what do you have to say about it? Phone lines are open. 888-GO-FOR-IT. That's 888-463-6748. Now, before we left, we were talking about religion. And uh, we're definitely going to keep that conversation rolling. But uh, for the third week in a row, we want to get to this uh, logic letter, this this new corner that we hang out on periodically on the show. Uh, we got a letter, and it's, it's really kind of interesting uh, because it's about us. So uh, let's get right into it. Uh, It says, uh, Dear Truth and Logic Team, I've been listening to the show for a little over a month now, and I like what you all are doing. In general, I agree with a lot uh, that you guys talk about, but I have a question. 
why are you guys so mad? <laughs> it says, uh, at times you guys seem more anti-black than pro. You guys seem to come down pretty hard on the black experience in America. Can you elaborate on that for me? Uh, but please know, and he, and he, he kind of dot, dot, dots that and signs the letter. I'm still a listener. Well, we like to thank you for still listening. David, you want to jump on that first or you want me to get it? I'll jump on it. See, it is not so mad. Um, looking at the news nowadays, looking at the, the condition of the black community, it, it really breaks my heart. It, it really has me almost in tears because things are getting out of, out of control. <clears throat> and when you sit back and look at, the the 80s when we used to have I remember my brother had this um sticker a bumper sticker on his door that said stop the black on black crime mm-hmm. and everybody been catered to every been everybody been you know touched on with mittens you know because you don't want to start any fires nothing changed so it got to the point to where you just got sick and tired you know, that's almost like somebody pushing that button, pushing that button. You don't say anything, and then you eventually just explode. Mm. So I, I realize now, instead of trying to work around people, trying not to hurt their feelings, like we, we've said before, if you're getting upset at what we're saying, then we're, chances are we're probably talking about you. If we're making you uncomfortable, then we're doing our job. Exactly, because this this is is getting worse as you look at it. I don't know if anybody's seen the story of the young lady, if that's what we want to call her, in Detroit, pulled the gun from her crotch, shot into a car at a gas station. That was Detroit. That wasn't here. No, that was Detroit. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, that was, that was <laughs> yeah. The, um, that 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 video definitely went viral real quick. And um, but. We, we, we sit up here, we talk about what the white man doing, the white man doing this. Take the white man out of this. We're doing more harm in our own community than a white man could ever dream of. We are the reason that the KKK don't even have to go out. We, we pretty much put them out. No more. We, we, yeah, we pretty much put them out of business <laughs> because I'm, I'm pretty sure you remember the letter um, back in the 90s KKK sent out. Thanks for doing our job. Mm-hmm. We don't have to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was highlighted on a public enemy uh, city. Yeah. yeah. So stuff like that, hey, I, I, I don't know about you or anybody else, but it irritates me. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, man. Let me uh, go ahead and jump on this. At first, while I was reading the letter and then while, uh, while you were talking, while I was reading the letter, first I was like, well, I ain't mad, you know, and I'm, I'm not mad I, I, because <clears throat> I believe that dogs get mad. People get angry, upset, but I am pissed off. Right. I mean, at first I was going, I was going like, I wasn't going to own that, but I am a little pissed off. What am I pissed off about? I'm pissed off about black people being less than. Mm-hmm. I'm pissed off about uh, black people calling themselves kings and queens, but they acting like and they running around here like court justice mm-hmm. and paupers. I'm, I'm pissed off about the same things that brought us together in the 50s and 60s um, that, that allowed, allowed us to come together are the same things that's, that's breaking us apart right now. I'm pissed off about the same. You know, people talk about, well, there ain't no jobs. Well, guess what? When they. When the slaves were first free, people wasn't rushing to give them jobs. But what did they do? They went and found a niche and carved a niche. And some of the first black millionaires were former slaves. So, I mean, I mean, 
I mean, I'm pissed off with all with, with, with all of the the excuses, right. you know, because there, there are too many. Yeah, everybody wants to talk about Black Lives Matter. Okay, let's talk about Black Lives Matter. Since the first of the year, we've had over 130 uh, violent deaths, of which only one was attributed to to the police shooting us. But what, what, we're not talking about Black Lives Matter right now because that, it, that's just in Chicago. Just that, right? That's just Chicago. That that doesn't include anyone anywhere else. Well, obviously Detroit, they they shoot, <laughs> but it, 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 that doesn't include it. That doesn't include anywhere else. Over five hundred shootings. We are on pace to have a record amount of of. Fate fatalities in the city of Chicago, and, and ain't nobody saying it. shit. I mean, I, I'm not understanding it. And we haven't even hit spring. And, and, and right, and it, I mean, it, it hasn't even thawed out. You know, we haven't even hit spring and summer where it really gets cracking around here. So, I mean, I'm a little pissed off about all of that. I'm pissed off that that you know, basically, we you, you talk about women being looked at as the retarded kids. I'm be, I'm I'm pissed off that the black community is is being looked at as retarded kids because they 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 do all kind of manner of dumb shit and 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 everybody makes excuses for why we do it. Oh there are no jobs, oh uh corporate welfare, oh uh everything everything under the sun except for y'all shouldn't be doing this and we need to step the gun violence is up. Police stop and frisk are down, and nobody wants to relate that. I, I like I told you, I was told, I was told. Oh well, I, I don't see any correlation with that. Really? Nobody wants to relate really? that. I mean, so yeah, I'm a little pissed off. So I'm, I mean, I'm a little pissed off that if, if I go anywhere and I see a group of black people, people that's my color, people I should be able to relate to, that you even got in, in, in the thought of your head that some bullshit might happen and you might get robbed. Yeah. And, and anybody say, I, when I was, um, I used to mess around with a chick. I used to call her Mr. Mana. Cause I just felt it was a crime to be that dumb, but that's another story. You stupid. <laughs> 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 and the reason, cause I, when I started messing around with her, I was 16, she was 25. She was my boss. She was never 25 and yeah. dumb. So, but <laughs> we went to the mall one day. And we saw a group of like four black guys and I did the head nod. They did the head nod. She clutched the purse and she was like, you know them? No, I don't know them. I saw them. I nodded. She said, okay. They look like gang bangers. And I'm looking like, you know, why, why, you know, they black, we black, you know, what's the problem? As I get older and you see all this bullshit that's going on, I can relate to where she coming from. Mm-hmm. Now, especially yeah. now because things get, things have gotten worse. I mean, you, you look at in the in the sixties and seventies, cats were knuckling up, right? In the eighties, they were still knuckling up because I, I came up in the eighties mm-hmm. and I'm kind of nice with these things, mm-hmm. thanks to the era I grew up in. You get these nineties babies, they don't know how to fight. If you take a, if you give them a gun, they gangsta as hell. But you, but 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 you tell them, but you know, we got to throw these hands. All of a sudden, uh, man, when I, <laughs> I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna come back and I'm oh, whatever, dude. You, they, they 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 get their ass whooped. All yeah, of a sudden, pretty much. They they, they got to go get their boy. Right. The, the one thing I can't stand is when five people jump one person. Man, we whooped his ass. We whooped his ass. You should. You should. If one person beat five, all of y'all, uh, dog, <laughs> just go ahead and kill yourself. Just go ahead and kill yourself. 
but I don't get this new generation. I don't get these ninety babies. I don't. I, mean, I don't get them. I, I don't understand them. They, I mean, I, I got a couple of them that that come from my house. You know what I'm saying? I mean, my, I got two sons. They they got a lot of eight. They don't realize they got a lot of '80s ways, uh, a lot of '70s, '80s ways. Because my sons are. are Dangerous with their hands, let me tell you. And they should be. Are dangerous with their hands. But, but you know, the only bad thing about it nowadays, even if you're dangerous with your hand, you beat the hell out of somebody. They're going to come back and, and shoot. Jamar Quavius want to come with they his They definitely going to come back and shoot. You know. You know. And, and oh, don't disrespect the female. Oh, did you see this though? It was a uh, man. I should I, I should have forwarded it to you because see, I know you you like you you like the sky with the internet and stuff. So it was a it was a, it was a black it was, a, it was like four black guys that did a drive by shooting. They found three of them, couldn't find the fourth one. And the one dude was like, well, the fourth one was my little brother. He 12. Really? Wow. But hold on, hold on. That wasn't the truth. The reason why he threw that out there, because his brother's 12, he can't be tried as an adult. Really? That's what we're doing? That's what we're doing? So we're going to start your little 12-year-old brother off with not being shit in life so that you can get away with a murder? That's what we're doing. That's the kind of shit that's pissing me off right but, there. But he, well, he actually stupid because if your brother was involved, he can be tried as an adult. Because with murder, you can. With murder, you can. But it's another story, and I will look it up and find out. It was a, it was a female, a black female on a bus, and she was beating her child. Somebody told her she shouldn't do it. She made a phone call. Three men came to one of the bus stops and shot up the bus. Huh. And I think this was, I think it was Detroit. I will find a story. I will post it on the page. Well, Detroit and Chicago going back and forth and with the with the stupid reward. Yeah, you got to throw Memphis in there, too. You got America's Toilet Bowl, America's Shithole, and America's Sewage System. Memphis is so hot in the game that they get a whole TV show dedicated to them. Shout out to 48 Hours. <laughs> hey, hey! I heard somebody say they say you got to escape from New York, you got to escape from L.A. When the hell they gonna come out with escape from Chicago or Detroit or Memphis? I tell people that they're from Detroit all the time, and you know if you're listening to the show and you're from Detroit, I love you. But man, y'all got to get up out of there, man. Y'all need to put like a big ass. Donald Trump want to build a wall, build it around Detroit. <laughs> And then, then you got Flint, where the water might catch on fire. You know, you might want to get out of there. I'm just saying, you I'm, know. I'm, I'm trying to tell you. Let, 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 hold on one sec. Mama? Pastor Queen, you still there? I'm still here. You got anything you want to say about this letter? They called your son and, and your adopted son over here. We They, they say that we, we're a little, we're a little mad. Yeah. We're angry. <laughs> yeah, uh Sometimes it, it sounds like that, but I understand where you're coming from because <laughs> I, I, I feel sometimes I feel the same kind of way, but I just don't articulate it in the same manner. Exactly. Uh, See, don't confuse know. my passion with anger. Exactly. I'm passionate <laughs> about what I'm talking about. It, yeah, it's, it's uh, I mean, it's a sad situation. I mean, even with the, the seven-year-old baby that just killed itself because he thought the gun Supposedly, they thought the gun. He thought the gun was a toy. And why wasn't the gun locked up in the safe for a lockbox? Where where did the gun come from? They don't even know. Supposedly, you you know, today another uh, today another little girl shot got shot. Oh no! She she didn't die. She didn't didn't die. Luckily, she didn't die. But a little girl got shot today. Same same scenario. Nobody know where the gun Uh, came from. Of course, they don't know where and it I, came that's from. That's my problem. Because it came from uh, from Ray Ray Nook Nook them at, at, at you know two hundred dollars, you know under the table. 
Yeah. How do you get a gun in your house and you don't know it's there? That's my problem. They know it. They they know uh, it's nothing there. Nothing could come in my house. Nothing could come in my house that I didn't know how I got that. Deron will tell you, his friends tried to talk some crazy stuff to him back in the day when he was in high school. Man, I ain't bringing nothing up in my mama's house. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and she didn't buy it. And she knows she didn't give me no money to buy it. Yeah. You can't you can't walk up in my house with nothing, see, and I don't know you, you know, got we, it. We don't we see nowadays people don't ask their kids. Questions. I know it's a different generation. They don't ask I their kids questions, did. and too much is but going that's on. The that, but see, that's why you got columbines and stuff like that because people ain't asking questions. You, your your child can go up in the room, stay in the room all day, all night, and you don't ask no questions. Let me tell you something, man. My mama. What no? What no? Just hiding out in your room, and you could be in your room, but that door better be open. You know what I'm saying? And like, like, and, my, I still my, ask I, and like, yeah, and, and like, I, I, I tease my wife and, and and say that she, you know, she a part time CIA agent, but ain't nothing <laughs> going on in my, in my house that my wife don't know about, and that includes me. And I'm grown. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, who the hell are you talking to? I'm grown. I mean, you know, well, but I mean, but you know what? Too many people are not asking questions, and that's why these kids are flipping out. Well, before we go to the next break, I called my wife the warden because she definitely knows what's going on in the walls. <laughs> And so, and, and we about to hit this, uh, this, this third and final break for the day, family. Uh, it's truth and logic, y'all. Let's go pay these bills. Do you like originality? Do you like affordability? Then you'll love the Lost and Found Boutique. Original urban gear at an affordable price. The Lost and Found Boutique. Like them on Facebook. Or check them out online at the Lost and Found Boutique at BigCartel.com. That is www.thelostandfoundboutique.bigcartel.com. The Lost and Found Boutique. Dare to be different and discover what you've been missing. Lost and Found. Are you in need of quality audio engineering at a price that you can afford? Well, look no further than 8Shots Music, where we bring the studio to you. Whether you're a voiceover talent, singer, rapper, or whether you're recording audio for audiobooks, we bring everything you need straight to you. Check us out today at www.8shotsmusic.com or call us at 773-948-9296. 8Shots Music, your music anywhere. Truth and logic. Back to Duran, David, and Michelle on TalkZone.com. And we're coming right back at your family as we uh, take care of this last segment, this last quarter of the show. Uh, this is Truth and Logic, and we can't be reached at 888 go That's 888-463-6748. Uh, we getting ready to take a trip to this corner that we go to that you all have come to know and love so well that we call Controversy Corner. So before we get there, Dave, why don't you set it up for him? Yeah, let me give you a little backstory. So, <laughs> so it's, it's in um, North Texas, white guy. He, um, 12-year-old daughter was taking inappropriate text, was, had inappropriate text messages. So we all know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, he took the phone away from the daughter. The mother had the father arrested for theft. The court system actually gave this man a $15,000 bond, which he had to pay 1500 to get out at the time, saying that he stole his daughter's phone. Hmm. This went on for about three years. 
Now she's 15. The judge saw so much bullshit in this story. He ordered the jury to find this man not guilty. <laughs> when did the judge order the jury to find a man not guilty? Right. So <clears throat> throughout this um, story, they interviewed the um, the mother. The mother said, well, it's just the principle. How am I supposed to teach my daughter on taking something that's not theirs Um and I don't do anything about it. The reporter said, even the father. She said, even the father. <laughs> so now. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what race you are, men. We are losing. We are losing a battle. Because. <clears throat> okay, just like we talked about this story with the Detroit woman gas station right. she shooting up people can anybody tell me her name <laughs> no female they don't put out the name but if a woman says you raped her whether it's true or false your name will get plastered if you owe a month of back child support and they put you to jail your name will get put out there yeah as females, if a female do anything, the first thing they want to look into is, well, what's going on with her? What mental state was she in? A man could do the same thing. They want to put him behind bars. They want to lock him up. They want to throw away the key. Do anybody see anything wrong with that? We're losing. <clears throat> Female kills kid. What is she going through mentally? Man... Matter of fact, it was a female that that she was mentally retarded, and she was pushing her kid on a swing, a dead son on a swing, for three days. What? Guess how much jail time she got? Then what she get probation? Less than a man that's old back child support. Stop. I mean, and then okay, she's she's retarded. The mother's retarded. <laughs> retarded. Female have retarded female, which has slow kid. Retarded female kills slow kid. Retarded mother says retarded female need meds to take care of slow kid, but the retarded female didn't want to take meds. Now slow kid dead, so retarded female moved back in retarded mother so they could have more slow kid. <laughs> Did I break that shit down right? <laughs> so now we're going to talk about the snail family because they all slow as hell. But nobody, nobody gets arrested. Nobody says a mentally retarded female can't have kids. Nobody says you living in this type of situation, you can't have kids. But the only person that's really made to be accountable for all this dumb shit that's going on is the male. Right. When do we say, okay, you as a female, you are the backbone of the family, as everybody says. When do we say, okay, you as a female have to be accountable? There's definitely some accountability missing because we always talk about men that need to be accountable, but we rarely say that about women. Because a lot of people feel like a lot of you got a lot of women and it's not all women. I'm not bashing all women, but you do have some women that say I could count. I got accountability. One, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one. See, I got the ability to count. <laughs> you know, just like the female um, about a year or two ago, she tried to drive four kids plus an arm baby into the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Five men jumped in and saved all them kids. She walked away. The first thing the first thing that they said was she was in an abused relationship. So that's her out. 
They already came with her out. But if you drove away and made it all the way to the Atlantic Ocean, therefore you made it away from the abused man, therefore you were away from that situation. You could have kept driving on land. Exactly. But you decide you want to take your kid's life away because the female jumped out so all the kids could drown. Oh, she jumped out the car. Yes, she jumped out the car. The men <laughs> jumped in the car to save these kids. Okay. Okay, but she was in an abused relationship. That's that what she said. Okay. So if you kill kids, you get nine times out of ten, man going to find you, you still in an abused relationship. If you're going to do it, take the kids away, drive yourself into the Atlantic Ocean, and free the world of your stupidity. <laughs> right. I'm just saying. It might sound harsh, but I, I, I just don't. Well, we got to try to kill five kids. We can just kill one chick. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and see, people get mad about what I say. And But, nope. but now, now, a uh, second part of this rant. I'm not going to put anybody's name out there because I don't want you to try to gain any type of popularity off of us. Put your own name out. But we're going to talk about friendships. We got a lot of people that got friendships way fucked up. <laughs> because you being a friend don't mean you talking behind my back. Dig that. Don't mean that you talking all this crazy shit. If we boys, we boys. Plenty of times, Deron be like, um, hey, D, I got you. Plenty of times I done told Deron I got him. Same thing with Michelle. People get this friendship, uh, well, what you could do for me. And then you go talk behind my back. I'm, I'm tell you, I, I say I'm brutally honest. Because what I say behind your back, I don't have a problem with saying it to your face. I swear to God. So, maybe that's why my friendships... Is my, my friends are not that big circle that a lot of you all got. My circle is very small, and it's I'm good with very that. I'm small. okay with that. Because I got people that I could trust, and I got people that I could be cordial with. So the people that want to talk behind my back, <laughs> that's fine. But I know one thing you'll probably never say it to my face. Dig that. So, in other words, you probably one of them people that like to sit down when they pee. Exactly. So, with that being said, shit! That's a good way to end the show right there, big baby. I know, I uh, know. You got any closing remarks on this? Well, let's see if Pastor Quinn got any closing remarks. Let's see if remarks. she got any closing. Pastor Quinn? Yeah. You got any uh yeah. close you got any closing marks it's, for this for this for this fire show that you was part of today? It's been a wonderful show. And I really appreciate uh I really appreciate it. And um everybody should be held accountable for their actions regardless of what. Postpartum depression or whatever. Right. Male right. and female. There should not be one law that's physical from and not for others. So just keep doing what you guys are doing. I love you all. And I miss Michelle today. Yeah, she'll be back next week. She uh had to go to some training. You know, okay. Yeah. So I said hello. I will I will all definitely right. let her know. All right, we will love and you back. Sir. All right. All right. What you got for him, fam? Well, closing remarks, you know, a yeah, as far as um religion goes, you know, the the body is a temple. We all walk in church. That building that you go into is just another stepping stone to help you get where you need to be, help you groom your your temple into what it should be. Mm-hmm. And if the person that's delivering a message, if you don't feel that message, you have a million and one churches out here. Find the one that best suits you. It doesn't matter what religion you 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 are in. Uh, one of the lines from uh, Minister Society, mm-hmm. if um. What is it? If um, Muhammad makes him a better person, then so be it. 
Yeah, you know, right. I mean, like my father told me, he do believe in, in, in the higher being. He ain't the most religious person, but he believe in the good of all. Mm-hmm. And that's how, that's how I am. I believe in the good of all. I do believe in God, but I do believe in the good of all. And if you live righteously, uh, I believe that you will make it through the pearly gates. I'm just going to say this. Um, don't get hung up on the building. The building is simply for the assembling of the saints in which the Bible describes as there's power where, uh, Two or more are assembled in my name. So don't get caught up in the building. Do not get caught up in the man because the man is just that. He's a man. And sometimes that flesh thing that we talk about is very strong. Don't get caught up in color because religion, much like music, um, ink, rhetoric, what have you, has no color. Uh, it, it is what it is um, because God is God and he has no color. Um, and don't 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 have your eternity based on something as little or as, uh, as finite as color or a building or a man. And with that, we're going to simply say this, family. Uh, we're on a six-day, 23-hour break. And as always, live life as if you're going to li- uh, die tomorrow. But take the time to learn as if you're going to live forever. Develop an opinion. Think about it. And remember, everything that's black and white, it's not always black and white. So until next week, I'm Deron. This is David, your truth versus my life. And Michelle will be back. And as always, it's truth and logic, y'all. We out of here. Ah!